everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today to bring you another interview with one of our favorite Hallmark actresses. We are talking with actress Rebecca Staub today. And Rebecca, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. My pleasure. I'm very excited. Yeah. So what we like to do with our guests is we'd like to give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us what inspired you to become an actress. Okay. Well, my name is Rebecca Staub, you already <laughs> introduced me. Um, what inspired me? I don't know. You know, when I was little, my mom read to us a lot. And so I started reading very young. And I was a good reader. And so I think that that was my first, uh, you know, kind of light bulb that went off over my head. You know, when I was like four or five years old, I was like, I'm such a good reader. I would be a good actress. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if that's like where it really started. Um, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Nebraska. I was originally, I was born in Kansas, but I grew up in Nebraska. And so really becoming an actress uh, wasn't much of a reality when I was a kid, you know, as opposed to if I lived on the coast or something. Uh So I guess it just kind of went back burner. And I was, I was always in theater in high school and college. And then the real turning point came kind of by accident. I was, uh, I was in college in Nebraska and had an opportunity to go to Paris to model. Uh, And I was like, you know, Hey, free trip to Paris. I'll go for three months. And so I went for three months and ended up staying for three and a half years and really becoming uh, a model. And then when I went to New York City and I was signing up at my, signing, you know, like the papers at my modeling agency, they just said, hey, do you act? Because we just opened a film and TV division. And I was like, yes, I do, as a matter of fact. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, I went upstairs and signed papers, you know, for their theatrical division and uh, he sent me on my very first audition, which is for a soap opera. It was an ABC soap opera called Loving. And he just basically sent me as, you know, practice. It's like, well, you know, here's one. You know, this character was this little punk rock teenager. And he says, you know, just kind of use it as a learning experience. Go on this audition. And I went and I booked it. I got it. And so that was kind of how it started. It was it was all kind of by accident that I booked uh I booked this audition that was only supposed to be six episodes and then the character really caught on and I ended up staying on for six months and uh, would have even been on that show longer. But in the meantime, I auditioned for another soap and switched over to, to uh, guiding light. And so that's really kind of how it started, you know, so I always say it was kind of by accident or divine intervention, but um, uh-huh. it, I just kind of hit the ground running as soon as I started auditioning and I've just been doing it ever since. Wow. So you don't, you enjoyed the, uh, did you like doing both modeling and, uh, and acting or were you immediately like no oh. more of modeling? <laughs> Let's do the acting. Oh no, no, I yeah. loved it. No, I mean, no modeling was still really fun. And, uh-huh. um, you know, fortunately, my schedule was flexible enough uh, that I could do both. So it was nice. Yeah, because then I, I, I was in New York for six years where I did do both. But then once I came out to Los Angeles, my schedule just really didn't allow for both. Um, 
so once I came to LA, I pretty much had to stop with the modeling just because it was, it, it, I just didn't have time to do both because I really needed the, the flexibility in my schedule just to be available. Um, you know, like when producer sessions came up or, you know, if I would book something so that I wouldn't have to cancel modeling bookings. So, yeah. So in New York, yeah. I did both, but once I came to LA, I pretty much just, uh, just, uh, you know, settled on, yeah. on the acting. Was your family kind of amazed that, uh, you got this daughter who's in movies and television and, and modeling? You know, and they're, they're so low key about it all, you know, they're, yeah. They were never really starstruck or anything, you know, I guess maybe because I just grew up, you know, it was a real work ethic. And so it was neat that, you know, it was my job. Uh, but yeah, they were never really, you know, yeah, so starstruck about yeah. it. It was, yeah. it was funny, though, whenever I would go back to Nebraska, because that's really when it would kind of hit home more that I remember, you know, one time my mom was having a yard sale. And so, you know, I was out there, you know, moving stuff around and taking money. And it's when I was, I was still on Guiding Light. And people would come up and they would look at me and they're like, you look just like the actress that plays <laughs> Jesse Matthews. I'm like, yeah, it's me. And they're like, why are you here? You know, like they never expected, you know, like they're going to a yard sale in, in Omaha. And it's like, why are you here? And that's when it would hit me more because then, you know, I would be in the living room where I grew up watching myself on TV. Like that's when it kind of hit me that I was kind of quote unquote on TV is when yeah. I would be at home at my parents. I'm like, okay, this is weird now, you know? So <laughs> yeah, but they've always been, you know, cool about it. But yeah. you know, even, even to this day, if I'm on something, I'm the one that always has to keep reminding them. It's like, remember, you have to go see this movie or remember it's on Thursday night, put it in your calendar. And, you know, so yeah. it's, it's kind of, they're, they're pretty modest about the whole thing. So I think that's how my parents would be. I still have to remind them like they, they wouldn't, they don't watch Hallmark movies. They don't, my parents don't watch a lot of movies in general, but if I have to remind them if there's a particular episode of the podcast that I want them to hear for whatever reason to be like, it's today. Okay. Listen today. <laughs> Put it on your calendar. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, you have been in a number of soap operas. I think looking at your IMDb is so impressive, by the way, your IMDb. <laughs> like, wow. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because you've done uh, Poor Charles, Guiding Light, 90210, and Young and the Restless. And yeah, and loving. Yeah, and loving, loving was like, yeah, the very first one. That one's not on anymore. That was one of the earliest ones to get canceled. Yeah. But yeah, and actually, I did just a couple of days on Young and the Restless. There yeah. was a character that they, you know, had just on for a couple of days. That was maybe going to stay or not. But so, yeah, you know, I always go back to a soap. I mean, that's that's a whole other yeah. ball of wax. But, um, you know, it was really good to start acting. Yeah in kind of in the soap opera world because you have so much material that for me being a brand new actress with no experience and just kind of hitting the ground running I thought that that was normal you know that you would you know have that much material turning over that quickly every day so it was a really good training ground um, because boy soap opera actors are probably 
the hardest working actors. I mean, there's so much material every day and the pace of how they shoot them. I don't know. I mean, sometimes because my, I, I'm sometimes I'm like, gosh, I don't know if I could do that anymore. That's like a lot of material that it's yeah. like, go, 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 go. And, you know, you get one take and I'm like, wow, that's like, that's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty challenging still. Because they're, they're yeah, I mean, even more so now. episodes a day sometimes, aren't they? Yeah, my husband's yeah. on on General Hospital, and they do they do eight episodes a week. Oh my gosh! It's you know, because it used to be back when I was on, you know, we you would do one episode a day, but then when I was on Port Charles, since that was a half hour soap opera, we would do two episodes a day. Oh my um, but gosh. it's still basically like an hour of programming per day. You know, and that's like eighty pages, ninety pages. Yeah. And so now, you know, just in order to kind of keep, you know, the budgets going, they shoot eight episodes a week. Oh. It is a runaway train. That's so, amazing. Uh, yeah. That, that's yeah. incredible. Did you, did you get to be a, a soap opera villain in your run or were you always more the good, uh, good girl? Well, it was funny. Yeah. I've been back and forth and back and forth because on Loving, my very first one, I was a little punk rock teenager and she was just... <laughs> sassy and mouthy and it was yeah. so much fun because I could just basically do whatever I wanted um and then when I was on Guiding Light I was uh, a real a real like a real good girl she was a real good girl um so nothing too evil with that but then when I was on Port Charles yes my character was uh you know I was this billionaire widow and uh pretty self-serving pretty full of myself so that verge maybe not on evil but very um you know Catty. self-focused yeah. yes yes i would do anything that i thought was necessary for anything that i wanted and yet you know i have to say it is so much more fun always to play evil characters yeah. and uh i mean just through you know, film and TV and, you know, stuff that I've played, it's, it's always so much more fun to mm -hmm. play an evil character. So, yeah. you know, which is funny, it kind of takes me to Hallmark, you know, the, the first Hallmark project I ever did was uh, Irresistible Blueberry Farm, yeah. where I played Ellie Sweeney's mom. And that was, you know, again, she wasn't evil, but she was very self-absorbed. Um, you know, kind of wanted, uh, you know, I wanted my daughter to do things my way. And so it's, you know, even on Hallmark where things are, you know, a little crisper and cleaner, it's still always nice to have a character that has a little edge and, uh, you know, a little, a little, uh, what's the word? A little spice. Is always right. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be really fun about uh, either whether you're doing the mysteries and you're the playing the murderer, the villain, or, you know, on a soap opera, like getting to just kind of just va va voom it i guess <laughs> i think that would be yeah. really fun <laughs> yeah but, well uh, it's everything you don't really get to do in real life yeah you know? like hey yeah. you can really just say the things that you know you kind of you know yeah the way that you can just express yourself it's it's a little more uh -huh. liberating to be able to to be naughty yeah so a couple other things i projects i wanted to ask you about so you've done a lot of comedy too though in your career yeah. you were on cheers you were on seinfeld you're on ellen uh, a bunch of different home improvement so what is it like to be 
on those kind of shows and to, to try to get the comedy? Well, it is a lot of fun. I mean, I have to say just going to work on a comedy is a totally different uh, energy. You know, I, at, at the time it was, I mean, they were all, they were big shows at the time. And so to go to work and have scenes with Ted Downton and uh-huh. Jerry Seinfeld, um, you know, which on one hand, it's not that difficult because it's really their job to be funny. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of times it's just being honest is kind of the thing with, with comedy is just being, you know, kind of honest and open and, uh, Again, it's kind of just getting to do the things that you don't get to do in real life either, where you can just be a little exaggerated and, yeah. you know, I'm probably goofier than I am, I am, you know, serious. Anyway, yeah, just the, the being on a, a comedy, yeah, just going to work, it's, it's mm-hmm. just so pleasant and cheerful and a, and a really great essence and energy and and spirit and and you know experimentation it's funny because those shows you would just think oh they've got this down pat you know they could all play those roles with their eyes closed but it's really nice to go and they really work it you know Uh they really work they really experiment i would just watch um totally blanking out on his name now the guy that plays kramer on michael richards on seinfeld Michael Richards, one of the hardest working actors. I mean, it was riveting because he would, just how he walks in the room, he would work it and work it and work it and come in this way, come in that way, come in this way, come in that way. And so in between takes when, you know, they're working, you know, on other things and, you know, everybody could just be standing around chit-chatting. He would just work every little thing. I'm going to pick the fork up this way. I'm going to pick the fork up that way. Let me try. What if I drop the fork? What if I put it over here? What if I... And so, you know, to realize that it, it's not just, you know, instinct and automatic and easy, that there's so many choices, even, even in comedy, you go, hmm, what's, what's the most interesting? What is the funniest? What's the least expected? Um, so so it's, it, it was neat to work on those shows and watch some of the best comedic actors really work themselves. Yeah. That would be amazing. I, especially I, I, from what I've heard, the Drew Carey show, wasn't that especially improv That, yeah, that was one of the most fun because it was the episode that I did of Drew Carey was their Mother's Day episode. Oh. And so they had all of the characters had their, you know, kind of quote unquote mothers on, but they specifically had booked actresses who had been famous moms on TV. So it was, you know, Marion Ross and Phyllis Diller and (laughs) and Adrian Barbeau. And so I was just awestruck. And it was so funny because Richard Chamberlain was playing, you know, like one of the mothers. He played Craig Ferguson's mom in drag. And Richard Chamberlain, I mean, when I was in high school and we had watched The Count of Monte Cristo in French class. And I'm like, oh, my God, Richard Chamberlain. And there I was working with him, but then it was even funnier because, you know, he's in drag. And so he was just a riot and it just really breaks down the barriers that, you know, again, in my head, I'm like, you know, a girl in high school in Omaha thinking of Richard Chamberlain playing the Mount of Monte Cristo. But here I am on the Drew Carey show and I'm rehearsing with him and laughing with him and, you know, watching him try on different wigs. And you're like, this is so 
surreal. Uh, so it was, that was just one of the coolest experiences in my life where I just kind of had to keep pinching myself. I'm like, I just cannot believe that I'm here with everybody that I grew up watching. And now I actually get to work with them for a week. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm never at a loss for appreciation. Yeah. You know, I mean, so many projects that I work on, I, I just have so much respect and honor. Yeah. For so many of these actors that I'm like, oh, my gosh, what an incredible opportunity. Like, like, again, going back to Blueberry Farm when I did that, a Hallmark one. And, you know, it was Shirley Jones. I was like, oh, you know, just, yeah. I just I never wanted to leave the makeup trailer. I personally didn't have scenes with her, but it's like I never left her side. I'm like, can I just sit <laughs> here and talk to you? Or I would just like sit there and listen to her you know tell stories or watch her with other it was just like oh my gosh I can't believe this is happening and so that's you know such an added bonus of acting it's it's such a privilege to be able to do what I love as a profession but on particular projects you know I mean my gosh I did a Columbo I got yeah. to work with Peter Falk and you're <laughs> just like I'm like I can't believe this is real so, yeah. you know, that side of it never, ever, ever gets old. I mean, it's just, I get so excited just thinking about, you know, just how blessed I've been with these situations that I never would have dreamed of as a kid. And now it's my job. It's like it's going to work, you know, and it's yeah. like, oh, I got to go work with them. So That's it's so cool. You know, and, and you know, some of these, these, these actresses, you know, because I did, you know, like coming home for Christmas and Danica McKellar, you know, was my daughter. I'm like, oh my God. Like I grew up watching her on Wonder Years. I actually, I did an episode of Wonder Years. I was the uh, social studies teacher, but she was not in that particular episode. Uh... So I didn't get a meter when she was a kid. So it was so funny, you know, these many years later, then you go, hey, now I get to be her mom. So, <laughs> yeah, always, I was going to ask you about the detective because you've done a number of detective shows with uh, uh, Matlock, Columbo, Diagnosis Murder, the CSI shows, yeah. things like that. And so I was wondering if you sort of tap in to that when you're doing the Chronicle Mysteries to some of that those experiences that you had on doing those other shows. Oh, I can't really tap in because I mean just the character is it's so different uh-huh. but yeah going back to yeah being in that kind of oh, i mean working with andy griffith and and dick van dyke yeah oh my god i mean the man is an institution and i actually <laughs> did two different um episodes of that like oh you know i got to play two different characters uh-huh. and so i actually got to work with them twice you know like go back again and go hi i'm back again um but yeah chronicle mysteries is just kind of its own uh its own world and I just I just love the character so much again for being a hallmark uh character I just yeah this role of Eileen Bruce that I play I just love her you know they actually when I worked with Allie on on Blueberry Mysteries you know we just kept she and I just got along so well and I have so much respect for her. She's such a brilliant actress and such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person. And I'm like, oh, I hope we get to work together again. And so it was funny when, you know, she literally, you know, called me a couple of years later and she's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing this series and I have a a character for you that they actually created 
Eileen, my character, for me. Like, they wrote her with me in mind. And so just her, you know, her energy and her spirit and kind of her her uh, freeform way of, you know, thinking and, and dressing and her, you know, festive point of view, it's just, it, it's so much... Um, uh, what's the word? I don't know. I just, I love owning it, you know, mm. that it's so fun to, to kind of go, well, now how, how can I, where it does throw back is to what I have learned with working with all of those actors is not to let it get stale. You go, how can this be different? Or how is this situation unique to Eileen, mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody else who would be in this situation? How, how, you know, how, what makes this an actual Eileen moment? How can I interpret this in a way yeah. that has a little of her sparkle? And um, so it's just, I love this character so much. I can't wait till we go back to, uh, we're, we're doing a, the, what we, we've done four. So we're going back to five. We don't have the date yet, or I haven't seen the script yet, but I'm very excited. That's really cool. Yeah. I, yeah. This might sound like praise because I'm interviewing, but I really did enjoy yours and Dave Collette's character were my favorite of the oh my show. Gosh. Well, we have, you know, this little foursome. It was just, I don't know, a brilliant casting. I don't know, but we've got yeah. the greatest chemistry and they're four like such unique characters. And as people, I mean, I love every single one of them so much. I mean, Allie, I was just raving about in, and Ben is just, he's so, I don't know, he's just so unique. And then Dave, Dave yeah. slayed me. I mean, he's so, he doesn't have to do anything. Like a lot of times I get a little lost in scenes with him because I just like stand and stare at him. Like you just yeah. want to watch him. It's like, what are you going to do? And so um, I love when they put our characters together that I can't wait um, you know, it's just, it's just such a, a fun foursome to go, oh, I hope that we have, have more things together. Well, I, I love the scenes where, where we're all yeah. there, the days when we're all there, whether, you know, we're shooting together or just we all happen to be, you know, on set together those days. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really nice chemistry yeah. that I hope that in upcoming episodes, they, they play with more because it seems, you know, like, yeah, when we're live tweeting, you know, like you said, like the fans really enjoy it. So it's like, mm-hmm. hey, let's let's run with that. You know, it's just so. And you know, he just brings his own special signature to that character. I mean, you know, yeah, Dave as Chuck. Dave just is Chuck. You know, Dave is the one who makes Chuck Chuck. So yeah, well, I mean, yeah, in the last one, I you were both pretty significant to figuring out what was going on. Yeah, with the murder. Yeah, uh, with the vineyard yeah. and everything, and the the evil lawyer. I think it was. If I'm, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's so much fun. I just yeah, I love days when we're all you know there on the. There's just you know it's just nice to have the the comic relief too because you know mm-hmm. when it's serious and you know the mystery and you know it involves a murder. Um, that it is nice when you can have the, those moments of of levity or. You know, just a scene, you know, like what he did with those scenes, um, like with the, the stakeout, you know, yeah, you just go on, you know, hilarious. He's sitting in a car, but then he brings his, his own, his own, 
you know, little elements Ideas, yeah. uh, of creativity that you just go, it, I think it really, it, it makes the entire episode just, just clip along, uh -huh. you know, because you've got the drama and you have the mystery and you have the, the, you know, whodunit in us and the, and the suspense. But then when you're sitting there in, with so much suspense and then you get the relief from laughing where you didn't think that you, yeah. think that you were going to get the opportunity. I think it's just, it's always, you know, refreshing to catch people off guard. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that the, I prefer the mysteries that don't take themselves like super seriously because they can get a little boring for me. The ones that are, you know, real, real serious. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> so that last one was my, my favorite of the chronicle wasn't it fun the, well i'm so glad three. that you said that thank you for saying so yeah i just thought it was you know it was so well written you know melissa just does such a great job of of writing these in the whole setting you know that we were out you know with this you know vineyard yeah. and uh yeah i just thought that whole episode you know it's funny because the night that that aired its initial airing in the united states it was actually the number two show on all of cable walking yeah. dead was first and our episode of of chronicle mysteries was the number two show on cable that night that's pretty so cool that was, yeah yeah that's i great. think that that's saying a lot yeah yeah sometimes the podcast elements are a little hard for me because i'm just too close to it but uh oh yeah <laughs> but uh i like i said i, I particularly enjoyed the Eileen I and Chuck parts were my favorite, but um, well, thank you, thank you. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, so I'm glad that we do oh, enjoy that's it. That's cool. So you were in uh, Love Potion number nine, and so I have yeah. to ask if Sandra Bullock is as nice as we all think she is. <laughs> she is. You know, I didn't have scenes with her. You know, the funny okay. thing about that movie is the day I was only there for one day that we shot all of my stuff in one day. It was actually years. I mean, they shot the entire movie and then in evaluating it, you know, had some rewrites and some scenes that they wanted to either reshoot or add. And it was literally two years after initial photography that we went back that I shot my scenes. And so it's so funny because when they really shot the movie, Sandra Bullock wasn't that big of a star. Yeah. And then when we went back to do the reshoots, she was a big star. And so it was really kind of funny that, you know, I got a meter and she was just, yeah, you never would have known, you know, and it was one of those days where, you know, everybody was just working so fast to get everything shot, like in a day's time. So, you know, we were shooting on location and just, you know, everybody's changing behind a curtain and, you know, there was nothing you know, fancy or, you know, star, star attitude from anybody anywhere. So yeah, she was just exactly as you would expect her to be. And exactly as, you know, you see her in, in interviews, uh -huh. she's just yeah. grounded and funny and, you know, smart and yeah, super talented, super realistic. And um, yeah, boy, that, that film, it was funny because I just had these two scenes. I am recognized from that film to this day, probably more than anything I've ever done. I mean, it is amazing. I could just be anywhere and people are like, oh my God. And they would start, you know, kind of quoting lines from that movie. I was like, wow, that really had, yeah. had an impact. And at the time, 
you know, you don't know at the time that sure. you're shooting it. You have no idea that it, uh, it's, it's going to be like that. I mean, and it's funny through the series of events, my dog, I actually kind of ended up with as an indirect result of that movie. Cause one time I was just out with a friend of mine and this guy came up behind me and like starts doing lines, like my dialogue from the movie. And I turned around and he's like, just tall, dark, handsome. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh my God, that's my favorite movie. And was, you know, going on and on about the movie. We became friends. We started dating. He adopted a little puppy that at the time he, you know, he lived in an apartment, but I had a house. He's like, well, can I just bring, you know, the dog over? Cause you have a yard and you have another dog and stuff. And to make a hugely long story short, his puppy, I just ended up keeping as my own because she was at my house all the time anyway. And he and I just kind of went back to being friends. And he's like, can she just live with you? Because, you know, she's happier here anyway. Yeah. And, you know, it was my dog for the next 16 <laughs> years. And it's so funny. It was really because of love potion number nine. That's you know, so I had, you know, my my best little dog in the world indirectly because of that movie, which is so funny. <laughs> That is a really funny story. I love that. Uh, I have to ask you about the Roger Corman Fantastic Four that you yeah. were. What was that like? Because that movie's kind of, I feel like, kind of like a cult classic a little bit. Like it's, it's just one it's of those movies. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you believe that again? At the time, we never would have known. I mean. That whole movie was a $1 million budget. Yeah. The entire movie. I mean, these days you can't even shoot, you know, a 15 second commercial for a million dollars. And that was like, you know, the special effects movie. And it was, you know, at the time, it was like so cool when we were shooting. It's like, wow, you know, you got to be a, a superhero. But it was like before the, the onset of, all these superhero movies, like kids at the time, all that was really out was the first Batman. Yeah, yeah. And and it was way before CGI. You know, there just weren't the computer graphics and special effects. I mean, then it was it was just before it was right under the wire of that kind of thing getting good. It was so neat shooting it because whenever you do low budget projects, they really end up being a labor of love. Even, you know, like sometimes you, you work the hardest because there's so little time and there's so little yeah. money that everybody really kicks in and it becomes really collaborative yeah. and a real, you know, team effort. And, and especially being, you know, the Fantastic Four, it was a buddy movie. And so the four of us um, and Joseph Culp, who was playing Dr. Doom, who was, you know, kind of the nemesis in that movie, mm -hmm. um, became really good friends and you know everybody just does their best to kind of make this little tiny movie with no budget yeah. um as best as we could even though like you know you're just not you know working with a full deck it's like oh man so much of this is just kind of sucky but we're gonna do our best you yeah. know yeah and as it ended up the fact that it was never released i mean they literally after we got it all done i mean it was this huge kind of you know political gamble that nobody knew at the time like at the time we never knew that it was not going to be released and while we were shooting it 
our goal, like, was really to be true to the comic book because uh-huh. we knew that that was the audience. And so as it turns out, all these decades later and all of these other Fantastic Four movies later, it's the only one that was ever really done that was loyal to the comic book. And I think that the fact that it's still alive and popular has to do with that and the fact that it was never released it kind of became this very coveted yeah um little movie like trying to get a hold of this movie Mm -hmm. and so it's funny that um you know 25 30 years later we're 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 still talking about it you know we still do interviews about it we still do podcasts about it you know people still want to meet us because of that movie and the coolest thing is we're all still friends you know, like we'll still get together. It's so funny because, yeah, Joseph Culp, you know, who played Dr. Doom, I mean, we've just been really good friends that, you know, he lives in France sometimes that now whenever he comes to L.A., he stays, you know, he stays in our house, you know, he stays in our guest room that, you know, he's our buddy. And uh, like at the time, we never would have thought that decades later, it would still be on the front burner of conversations. Yes. So, um, you know, it really was kind of like the little movie that could that, you know, gosh, we still wish in retrospect that we had 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 the time and the budget to make it as good as it really deserved to be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, part of the charm is that it's a it's a has its unique little look and style and heart. You know, I think of all the of all of them, it's the most kind of sentimental. And uh, it was so neat, like to have been a superhero before there were superheroes, you know, like in in the media and, and to have been the original Sue Storm, you know, and there's always Mm -hmm. talk of, Oh, now they're going to do another one. They're going to do another one. It's like, well, maybe they will. So if they do do another one, it would be neat if, you know, just to be in it, to have a small part, just as a little nod of, you know, yeah. the original, the original Fantastic Four. If we could all they, just be a little somebody, if they did it again, it'd be nice. Yeah, that would be cool. They they just mentioned it as part of Phase Five at Comic Con. So, uh, the yeah, start a, we start a campaign. <laughs> Stop. For I know. Fan. I was reading about it on Twitter, and I'm like, who do I have to appeal to? It's like, come on, we never got to be in any of the other ones. That I don't know. Yeah. I do have a feeling well, like if they did do it again. Something tells me like it would be done right. I don't know. Yeah, I have a good feeling so. about if they do it again. And so it's like, come on, come on, whoever's well, making this decision. Yeah, because the MCU. I mean, you were better off now having been in in those other ones, particularly the last one was. Uh, um, but uh, I, yeah, I, yeah, it wasn't good. But um, yeah, I mean, the MCU has. I don't think they've really made a terrible movie. And so I think I feel pretty confident that they'll uh, do a good job, but yeah, we'll have to see. But uh, yeah, so you have been the mom in most of your <laughs> most of your Hallmark movies, but you do such a good job of it. And and sometimes, like in coming up for Christmas, like you're I think if, I think if I read right, you're like 13 years older than Danica. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, you know, the, the art of movie making can get away with it. You know, it's, it's fun. And some of them, you know, that I am the stepmom. And so that's a little, oh, okay. that's a little easier because in, in like Moonlight in Vermont, I was the stepmom. 
and then um, uh, was Christmas bells are ringing, and I got to be the stepmom, and so that gives me a little more, a little more leverage. And it's funny, in in um, uh, Christmas bells are ringing, that was so fun because Amelia and I have been friends like for a long time. Oh, so I was so excited. You know, that was the first time that we ever got to work together. So that was that was you know any of these would be you know there's there's like a real love in yeah. in all of these and if, you know it's like on a few of the Hallmark movies they do sequels and you know you always hope that it would it would happen because you know these these guys and gals are just just the greatest like they're like oh I hope we all got to get together and do another one. So if any of them yeah. ever had sequels, you know, boy, I would just be at the at the front of the line to go, yes, yes, let, yeah, let's do it, let's let's be in. So, I mean, uh, yeah, the uh, a pretty good track record because, I mean, I really like Moonlight in Vermont. I think that might be Lacey Chabert's best or second best movie, um, oh, and wow. uh, I do. I, I really like coming for Christmas. I, I thought the script for that was really pretty solid and enjoyable. Yeah. And it must have been fun to uh, kind of dressed up for the party scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, they, Fancy dress. They do such a good job because even though, you know, the stories are, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, and you know what's kind of going to happen in, in a lot of these. It's like, you know, there's a little bit of a formula, but... You know, these actresses just do such a brilliant job of really making it come to life. Like they really uh -huh. bring the sincerity and and the magic. I, it, you know, reading the script is one thing and then shooting it is kind of like another level. But then, you know, when it's a finished product and I just watch, it's like, gosh, you know, they're they're so good how they really, you know, make these situations, you know, fresh and, and unique and, you know, really tug at your heartstrings. Like you really cheer, you know, for them to be together and, and, you know, you really laugh at a lot of, you know, the, the hometown situations that, that are really fun and engaging. Yeah. Like you really, you really feel it, you know, like it, it never just feels like, you know, anybody's going through the motions and, you know, Lacey and, and, and Allie and Danica and Amelia, it's just, I will just, scenes that I'm not in, you know, I just kind of like stand there like with my jaw hanging open off camera watching some of these scenes, you know, like you read it, you know what they're going to say, you know what they're going to do. And like you sit there and you get all choked up or all teary eyed and, you know, there was a scene in uh, Christmas Bells Are Ringing where Josh and Amelia are dancing and they're just, you know, they're, it's at my wedding. Um, yeah. And they're dancing and just kind of horsing around and joking around. But, you know, it's really romantic. And I just, uh, you know, you almost had to like push my body out of the way to go, you know, back up or you're going to, you know, they're going to see you standing here because I was just riveted. <laughs> watching them over and over and over again i'm like you yeah. guys are cracking me up and making me cry at the same time and even if they did six or seven takes i was riveted every time because they were so you know fresh and and engaging mm -hmm. and heartwarming and you know it's 
it's they everybody just does such a good job with with you know the material it's so fun is it hard to sometimes get in the christmas mo uh, mode when it's like july and it's hot outside and you're having to make these movies um curiously enough no <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, it's, it's so funny when, yeah, you, you get on the set and, like, you're in the house and it is, like, all decorated. You're like, wow, that it really feels like Christmas. And, yeah, you have on your Christmas sweater. It it does get hot, you know, and it's like, gosh, some of the summer, you know, the exterior scenes where you're standing there in your coat and your sweater and your scarf and your gloves. And it's, you know, 85 degrees outside, but they're blowing, you know, fake snow. It, so it's... uh it it feels so real. Maybe I'm just such a sucker for Christmas. Yeah. That you know it could be Christmas twelve months a year, and I'd be totally happy with that. <laughs> so I find it particularly festive <laughs> in the summer to go. Oh yeah, we get to you know we get to shoot Christmas today, and this is the gift exchange day, or yeah. oh, we're gonna decorate the tree today, and it's like the middle of June. So um, <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah. I hope another one. Yeah, because I've just been auditioning for a few more here, and it's like, yeah. oh, I hope one of these you know comes through again so i gotta i gotta have christmas before before it actually hits in december again yeah so the the road in road to christmas is where you had the gift exchange and the whole time i'm thinking why does nobody take the in the uh white elephant thing why does nobody take the ipad like what is going on here like nobody exchanged <laughs> it it was funny <laughs> but it that was. scene must have been fun to film it, you know, it was because we just got to improv so much because, um, you know, it was just kind of, there There wasn't really anything written. It was basically montage is all that uh -huh. is said in the script, you know, and so everybody <laughs> was just kind of sitting there and, you know, it's, it's a credit to the actors in the room that you're like, all right, well, here, let's go. And, yeah. you know, the director was, was, was just brilliant because he's like, just run with it, you know, do whatever you want. And so it's, the fun thing is it kind of goes back to acting 101 where mm -hmm. it's just, you know, energy and honesty and improvising. And, um, you know, the, the, uh, the little girl who was playing, she was so good to be, you know, this young little girl and just making stuff up and, and playing with these toys. And, you know, it was so funny because it was just, you know, like I said, in the script, it's like one word. And then, you know, you're there actually shooting it, like making it come alive, you know, making it an actual mm -hmm. scene and setting and situation and, and, you know, emotional. So, uh, you know, it was actually very rewarding mm -hmm. at the end of the day to go, hey, we really made something out of that, you know, because they just yeah. could have said, you know, do this, do that, whatever, moving on and just made it, you know, kind of quick. But I love that the, that the director just let us, you know, it's yeah. like, hey, let, you know, let's just yeah. see, let's just see what happens. It was and definitely so it was almost a game. Yeah, it was definitely one of the best from last year. I, I on almost everybody's list, Road to Christmas was very high. Uh, it was, it was great. And uh, and so I, ha I do have to also say, Christmas bells are ringing. Like I normally really dislike Hallmark weddings. I'm like the worst that way because <laughs> I just, I do not like Bridezilla. I just can't tolerate it it's just too selfish for me. <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't know, but I was just so impressed with this wedding because 
everybody was so nice and thoughtful and there was none of that like how dare you marry my dad like kind of feeling at all everybody was supportive and nice and i loved that scene at when she gives you her mother's uh i can't remember if it was a bracelet, bracelet. or a necklace the bracelet. bracelet yeah yeah that was so good oh my gosh <laughs> i remember just reading when i read that scene when they gave us the script you know i just have like tears pouring down my yeah. face reading it the very first time i mean even when you just say that i, I literally just got goosebumps yeah but you know, it, the funniest thing is when we shot that movie, the very first day of shooting, the two very first scenes, that was the very first scene we shot, the very first day at seven o'clock wow. in the morning. And yeah. you're like, no, it happens almost every one of those Hallmark movies, whatever, like the big emotional tender scene. It's like the very first scene, the very first day. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Can't we kind of you know, get a little of the emotion and, you know, family love going here. And so that, that scene where she gives me the bracelet and then the scene where I asked her to be my maid of honor, yeah. those were the, the very first two scenes up, the very first day of shooting. And Amelia and I are like, why, why are these like, but, uh, you know, that's where having already been, you know, been friends with her yeah. um, really helped because it just, you know, instantly felt, you know, real but yeah that wedding that it was fun and mark humphreys oh my god i just love him i mean he made that whole movie he and i just had a riot he is he's so funny and so uh he's such a good actor and so whenever he and i would just kind of hang out on our own we're like let's just be like this you know rather than yeah. being the you know, the hallmark type of mom and dad. It's like, let's just be ourselves, you know, yeah. let's just be fun and, and kind of energetic. And so it was, you know, we were always kind of, it, it was always fresh because yeah. it was never planned, you know, how we were going to be. And so, yeah, the scene, you know, our wedding day was like really sweet. And, you know, it was, it was just so, you know, walking up the aisle and looking at him like, oh, so yeah, we had, we had so much fun shooting it. And so I'm glad that that translates, yeah. you know, that you can, you know, like we actually get joyful. And uh, so it's so nice when, when the audience feels, feels that too. Yeah. You know, well, that's really, that's, that's the, that's a goal. Yeah. When I heard the, the, the plot, I was like, oh no, I'm not going to like this. This is going to be uh you know i just it didn't sound like something i would like but then it was just executed so well and i really ended up enjoying it. i was like everybody in this movie is so nice and thoughtful yeah. and kind <laughs> and, well, that's, and you know, yeah. yeah 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 it was good oh uh, well i'm glad yeah, yeah. Because we, we felt the same way because yeah both you know josh and amelia are just so real yeah you know and it was a little bit of uh you know, that he wasn't the, the hero character right off the top, you know, that yeah. he was kind of, you know, goofy and just kind of, you know, yeah. he kind of came, he was just so underplayed. And I think those two just made it so, I, I don't know, just really yeah. fresh. I mean, I have to say, because when, they're both just so spontaneous and realistic and, and, uh, was yeah, that fun you know, to wear like, a wedding dress and everything? And 
Do you, uh... Yeah, you know, from the very beginning, even, you know, when you go in for your fitting, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, what are you going to wear? You know, and it is, it's a big deal because, you know, somebody has to decide style-wise, you know, what type of wedding is this going to be? And so, you know, I had a lot of the traditional wedding dresses, and then you go, well, it is a Christmas wedding, and so, you know, there were more of the traditional dresses, and then there were the dresses that definitely looked you know, Christmassy, kind of, you know, sparkly or, you know, that kind of stuff. You go, oh, it looks like snowflakes. And so when they picked that particular dress, it was so funny because even when we're trying it on, it just had a very special, yeah. you know, it was, it was very kind of 1920s. It was just mm. very Gadsby. And so mm. you go, you know, this is really unique. And I think that even that is what maybe made the wedding feel different, you know, even like from what you said, that it wasn't just this you know, fluffy, floofy type of wedding, the fact that it was this very stylized. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as they agreed on that dress, you know, with just having, you know, like a headpiece that was more kind of Gatsby. And so we just kind of ran, you know, with that theme, you know, the fact going into you go, oh, I get to be the bride. You know, it was like, wow, you know, it doesn't happen a lot. You know, when you're, when you're over 40, you don't ever really get to be the bride. So you know, so much of it was, was really magical, you know, that we had just such a great cast, you know, we just loved, we had so much fun together that, you know, a lot of it was shot on location, you know, whether we're, you know, at this house or at this hotel and, and a lot of the, the, the scenes that were our house, you know, for our green room, you know, which is where they call it, where, you know, we all kind of hang out when we're not needed on set, was just this big, you know, room upstairs. And we were just always up there playing games, like literally playing games, you know, that it's not like everybody runs off into their trailer or people are always sitting on their phone doing their own individual stuff. Like the four of us, you know, Amelia and Josh and Mark and I'd be like, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. You know, it's like you just, you never really want it to end. So, yeah, those kinds of, I always like when you're on location and you get to be together as a team, you know, when you're waiting around. And that's, you know, it's kind of, I'm kind of jumping. That's part of, I think, the magic of um, of Chronicle Mystery yeah. is on those days when we're together, everybody just really hangs out on set. It's not like, well, in between, like, you go back to your trailer. It's like everybody just stays there, whether we're, you know, in the newsroom or, you know, at the vineyard or, you know, on location at the castle, wherever it is. In between scenes, you know, everybody's still just kind of hanging out. And, you know, you kind of find a corner where we all sit down together and, you know, either talk about stuff or, you know. And so it's a lot of the off-camera camaraderie contributes I mm-hmm. think to a lot of the you know the chemistry um on screen no doubt mm-hmm. you know and you just go it's just really for us makes it not feel like work don't tell them that <laughs> but um you know we we mm-hmm. really honest to God enjoy being together that you know on a day when you know the rest of them are staying you know when somebody stays to shoot and somebody's you know wrapped for the day it's kind of like but I don't want to leave. You guys are all still here. I want to stay, you know, that we really enjoy each other's company and, you know, spending time together and getting to know each other better. And we always look forward to going, going back to work and, you know, being on set on the same days. 
it's it's wow. a it's a really working on these these projects. It's so you know it really is it mm-hmm. really is teamwork. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that it it shows. Um, you know, in the final product of the movie that I think that's kind of the, the extra ingredient that isn't particularly on the page, you know, or isn't in the edit, there really is something where the actors thoroughly enjoy each other and, and, you know, feed and fuel each other. And it's just kind of an extra ingredient that I'm glad that we can provide for the viewers, which is you know, we're, it's our pleasure, you know, we're the ones that enjoy it just as much. So. Well, yeah, we are excited to see it. You know, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you, you know, it's like, God, we're just like so blessed every day. Like working is just the greatest thing. You know, it's so joyful, like to be able to go to work. You yeah. know, well, that's great. Grateful. Well, they, they say the, the key to a happy life is to figure out what you love to do and then find a way to get paid for it. exactly exactly i could just go to work every single solitary day you know if there was more more of the more of the working and less of the having to audition or you know wait in between but you know but it also makes it rich you know the Mm -hmm. downtime gives us opportunities to grow as people and then you know when you do you know show up as an actor on a project you have so much more to, to offer because yeah. you've been able to live fully, you know, in between mm-hmm. projects and, and, and come to set with, with, you know, a new kind of invigoration and a new kind of inspiration and an absolute appreciation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's never a, Oh God, I can't believe it's like one more day <laughs> of this. I can't wait to get out of here. It's never like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's always, yeah, to to have a job that you're just grateful for is a gift in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm definitely excited to see it. And so we like to end our interviews, what we call the Team Beat questions. These are just our silly questions that Amber found in an old issue of Team Beat magazine. So, oh. <laughs> hey. so first question, what is the best ice cream flavor? My favorite, you know, I'm a, I'm a mint chocolate chip. Mm. I'll, I'll experiment, but you know, that's my standby. I always go for mint chocolate chip. Very good. What's your favorite color? Probably red, red. You know, I wear a lot of black, but for color, color, I have to go with red. That's very on brand. That's very good. Christmassy. What music are you into right now? You know, I'm a real classical 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 i always have classical on in the background whether i'm at home or in the car that's just my staple like it really is fuel it balances my brain it balances me yeah i'm i'm classical all the way is really my choice cool yeah i i really like to listen to film scores kind of for that like i feel like it's i mean it depends on the score but uh, i know i just i really enjoy uh, enjoy doing that Alexander Desplat yeah. or someone like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what is your go-to date night food? Date night food. Oh, well, <laughs> God, it's been a long time since it's been a date night. Um, <laughs> you know, I would have to say, you know, here's the funny thing. It's a bit contradictory. So don't anybody get upset. 
for the most part, I'm I'm pretty vegan these days, just uh-huh. by default. It's just kind of how I end up eating, and it works best for my my body and you know my my choices. But every now and then, like just a really good like filet mignon. Uh-huh. Like maybe like, you know, once a month or once every other month or something. Yeah. So even though I'm really pretty vegan, the one special meal is every now and then is just to have a really medium rare filet mignon. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. Sounds very good. Okay. I'm so, from Nebraska. I've got to, you know, you can't <laughs> totally take the Nebraska out of the girl. So, yeah. you know, I can't lose that completely. You've got to get your iron every now and then, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. uh, what is your go-to date night activity? Um, if you could do any activity else. If we could do, we, I'm trying to think what we would do. That's just, um, well, not that it would be like a regular date, but if I could just pick anything that I would love to do, you know what I love? I love state fairs uh-huh. to go to a fair. Oh my gosh. You know, like to have, you know, Ferris wheels and rides and games and cotton candy and, you know, like the lights, you know, all the different colored lights at night when it gets dark and, yeah, the smells and kids running around. I mean, yeah, if I could yeah. just go, oh, what's something that would be really <laughs> magical to do? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 take me to a fair. Nice. I'm, I'm a sucker for you must love all the fake festivals then in the Hallmark <laughs> movies. <laughs> I know. Whenever they're shooting them and my character isn't there, I'm like, seriously, you have to write me into this scene. Or I'm like, all right, even if I'm not in the scene, where will you guys be? And I'm driving there myself. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come around and I'm just yeah. gonna hang out. I'll be an extra. You can dress me up and put a hat and sunglasses on me. I just wanna be there for the fair. Yeah, because Moonlight in Vermont, it was like Maple Days or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. boy, you're good. Yeah, it was, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's funny. So, uh, but then I never, like, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't get to go, like, to the, you know, the big events. So, or, you know, even in uh, Road to Christmas, you know, the day that they were shooting at the vet office and there were like the puppies and the kittens. Oh, I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. I want to, I want to be there that day. Where are you guys shooting? I have to come and see the puppies <laughs> and the kittens. <laughs> you know, there's certain days that you're not, you're not on yeah. the schedule and you're like, come on, you guys, just put me on the schedule <laughs> today. Yeah. Cause they had the winter sports fest relay thing, the, the snowman yeah, relay. Yeah. And you were there for that. Uh, no, that's, I wasn't that's there. Funny. So you know, all right. Next movie. Next movie. I need to be there for the fair, for the puppies. Were you with you the? Know, it gives me something to look forward to. Mingle all the way. Were you? Because they had. I'm trying to remember what they had in that. Nope. No, you weren't in for that one. No. Oh no. No. <laughs> I mean, that's where like nope. we need to give this woman a wedding. Like she. I, I know. At least festivals. I got to be there for my own wedding. The wedding was good. Yeah. So there's always there's always something. Festive to look forward to. That is like, yes, I get to be there at this time. That's funny. (laughs) Okay, so dogs or cats? Dogs. I'm yeah. We're really big into dog rescue, so we have five dogs. Wow. Dogs. Dog. I am. Yeah. I'm crazy dog lady. When I'm up here in Vancouver, because all my dogs are back home in LA. That anywhere I work, I literally, honest to God, have to stop 
and pet and talk to every single solitary dog I go by. I kid you not. Yeah. Total crazy dog lady. That's me. Oh, that's, that's good. I was thinking, you know, that story about the, about you meeting the, the friend through getting your dog through meeting your, that, that, yeah. has, that's a Hallmark movie written all over it. Seriously. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. It is. Like the famous actress who, uh, you know, stumble, the guy, the ordinary guy stumbles in a meeting and becoming friends through their dog. Like it writes itself. I know. <laughs> It, it 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 really is it really is you know and then she was my she was my little best friend you know yeah. for 16 and a half years it was like yeah. wow that's so that's really cute great okay beaches or mountains next oh that's tough i have to go beaches i think i have to yeah that's tough that's a pretty 50 50 but um Maybe 51, 51 beach, 49 mountain. Very good. Okay. Would you rather be in a like fancy dress all done up or in sweats at home? <laughs> oh, again, that's a 50, 50. Um, wow. Well, that's the beauty of work is I get to be all fancy and fixed up for work. And then like, oh God, we don't even... Yeah, at home, like we basically live in pajamas. You know? <laughs> so real life is that's the thing. I think in real life, I'd be so incognito. Like you, you know, people would run into me at the grocery store, or drugstore, and probably not recognize me <laughs> at all because it's yeah. no hair, no makeup, and usually my clothes won't even match. You know, it's like whatever I kind of pulled on that morning. It's like, oh, well, I'm not going to see anybody I know anyway. Right. So You have to be careful, you know, though. I swear half the time when I think, I, then it'll be like, oh, I ran into my roommate from college. I haven't seen her or whatever. <laughs> I remember that the other day. I was so sick. I was just miserable, and I looked awful, and I, uh, I was waiting to get a prescription, and yeah, I ran into one of my old roommates from college that I hadn't seen in like five years, and I looked like, <laughs> I looked like death warmed yeah. over. I'm like, great. <laughs> I know. That was, yeah, me one time. I was just, at, you know, bed, bath, and beyond, and yeah, I was day running errands, and you know, I hadn't you know, it was like no makeup, ponytail, my glasses. Like I said, what I was wearing probably didn't even match. And uh, yeah, I was in Bed Bath and Beyond. And yeah, I look up and see this friend of mine who, you know, he's a friend, but he was a big producer. Yeah. And you kind of have that split second of, should I turn my head and pretend I didn't see him and walk yeah. down the other aisle and like, <laughs> pretend like I'm invisible? Or do you yeah. just step out and go, hi, fancy meeting you here. So <laughs> You know, you usually just have to kind of own it and go, well, you know, it's totally casual day to day. But, you know, that's the cool thing. You know, I think most people are, yeah. you know, they walk around in real life pretty relaxed anyway. Right. And so it's always nice whenever I think, you know, people see you just being, you know, it's so funny. One time I'm kind of digressing, but um, we were in New York and we had just come from a Yankees game. And so I just had on, you know, shorts and like, you know, probably some Yankee shirt and, you know, ponytail and my baseball hat. And, and we'd gone to the Shake Shack. So we're, you know, on the Upper East Side and it was really crowded inside. So I'm like, you go in an order. I'm just going to stand outside and I'm standing outside. And Timothy Busfield, who I worked with, he had directed me on an episode of Vegas and he's married to um, Melissa. Oh, oh, come on from 
Little House on the Prairie. Oh, Melissa Gilbert. Gilbert, who I had worked with Melissa on a movie, on this Daniel Steele movie. I played her best friend. Uh-huh. And so it was so funny. I'm standing outside of Shake Shack, like, you know, <laughs> after sitting out in the sun all day and, you know, like my shorts and my baseball hat and stuff. And they walk by and Timothy and I like catch eyes. But my instinct is just like, he doesn't know who I am. You know, you look at him like, of course, he's Timothy Busfield. But he turned, he turns back and he goes, Rebecca? And then I'm like, <laughs> and then you just kind of stand there like a deer in the headlights. You're like, how did you recognize me? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so it was so funny. And then, you know, he's with Melissa. And then I turn and I'm like, oh, my God, hi. And so it was so funny that, you know, they were just out kind of like walking and totally casual. And I'm just sitting there totally casual. And they go, it's so funny that. You know, you just think, well, they have never recognized me. And they're like, oh, we didn't think we'd see anybody that we knew. And, uh, you know, then, you know, Will comes out and he's like, hey, hi, hi. And uh, it's it's always so funny when everybody's just really being themselves in real life. And you feel as well. It's yeah. pretty much who we are. You know, whether uh, you're is- on the set or you're just on your own, you're really always <laughs> the same person anyway. Yeah. I'd imagine it's somewhat so. similar to like when you'd see your teacher out and about when you're a kid and you're like, what are they doing mm-hmm. at the grocery store? <laughs> like when you're little, oh, isn't that the like, biggest thing? they're the teacher. Why are they here? <laughs> I know whenever you see somebody out of contact yeah. <laughs> and I'm kind of the worst that I'm a little bit, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just kind of call it like my ostrich world that when I'm always kind of focused on what I'm doing and I'm kind of thinking, Oh, yeah. well, nobody can see me, but I think I'm kind of invisible. And then, yeah, when you do see somebody and you're like, what are you doing here? You know, like, (laughs) you know, if you see, oh, my gosh, it was hilarious. One time, again, I'm digressing. But, you know, at home, I'm, you know, same thing, no makeup, ponytail out in the front yard, you know, working in the yard all the time. I'm always, I'm a big gardener or, you know, walking the dogs. Uh And, you know, like, that's how my neighbors know me. Most of them don't even know I'm an actor. Like they don't even, uh-huh. they never see me on TV. I'm just, you know, whatever, their neighbor. So one time Will and I were at the Pasadena Playhouse. We'd gone to a play and we're standing there and yeah, lo and behold, there's our neighbor. And so we go up and we're talking to our neighbor and it was so strange because he kept like, like directing the conversation to Will. And then I would say something and he would just kind of like look at me and nod and then go back to talking to Will. And after a while, he, he literally did like a quadruple take. And he like focused on me. And he's like, Rebecca? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I didn't even know that that was you. He said, that's why I was being so weird. Because I thought that Will was here with somebody else. He's like, oh. I have never seen you dressed <laughs> up. He's like, I've never seen you with makeup on. I've never seen you in anything but a ponytail. I've never seen you, you know, like in clothes other than, you know, like your shorts and a tank top. And so it was so funny that he literally didn't even recognize me. Like literally thought I was somebody else. And he's like, I never see you like this, you know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, I kind of, I clean up pretty well, you know, that it's it's easy for me to be invisible and then kind of like clean up where people go, Oh, I got it. Oh yeah. You're an actor because I can kind of, I, I can blend funny. in very easily, you know, so I kind of, I like that too. I like yeah. that. I was like, I'll just be invisible today. Nobody knows who I am. That is really, really funny. Uh, all right. Well, uh, what is your favorite holiday uh, to, to celebrate? 
what do you think? <laughs> Christmas, of course. Well, Christmas and my birthday. My birthday is actually Saturday. I'm a big, yeah. I love birthdays. But yeah, Christmas is always number one. Love well, Christmas. Happy birthday, uh, or uh, early. It'll be late once this airs, but but happy birthday anyway. <laughs> Thank you, early and late. Yeah, that's Bonus. right. Um, all right, last question, and you can pick one of your own. It's not a problem. What is your favorite Hallmark movie? Oh, that's no fair. Uh, <laughs> that's no fair. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Um, I can't. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say the one that is yet to still be shot. How's Aww, that? That's really the, sweet. The one, um, there's one on the horizon that uh, I think it will always. It'll always be the next one. Uh-huh. So how's that? Yeah, oh, that's, that's very cute. I love it. Awesome. Well, you passed the test. We'll keep allowing you to make Hallmark movies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then everybody will just have to keep waiting for the next one. So yeah, it's like, right. maybe this one's her favorite. Yeah. I'll let you know. Okay. So. Yeah. So uh, how can people follow you on social media? You know, you live tweet a lot of the movies. You're pretty active. Uh, how do people follow yeah. you? Um, on Twitter, I'm uh, at Rebecca Staub one is me on Twitter, Instagram. I think I'm just at Rebecca Staub and uh, yeah, Facebook. I either have, yeah, my personal account or there's a, you know, Rebecca Staub, like a fan page, just, you know, Rebecca Staub, you can see a picture. It looks like me. That would be me. Great. Um, I kind of, you know, I'm not on Instagram as much. I know that everybody, you know, younger than me is everybody's really pretty. Because I, I came onto Instagram latest of the three. I was really, uh -huh. you know, I was really on Facebook the most and then kind of took me a long time to kind of get the hang of Twitter and Instagram, I just have to get better because I'm I probably on that the least and I probably need to be on that the most. So I still have to I have to dedicate a little bit more time to Instagram. But you can find me on any any one of the three. Okay. Come great. on and say hello. Great. We'll have all of that information in the description section. So you guys should definitely follow Rebecca. And we'll look forward to your next projects. It's gonna be fun. We'll look forward to the Chronicle Mysteries coming up. And thanks so much for taking yeah, time out of your day uh, to come oh, on the podcast. Pleasure. And well, let's uh, do it again after yes. I have a few more. We'll get a few more projects on the on the books, and then we can talk about those too. That sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, great. Okay. And uh, yeah, and so thanks again, and uh, we will uh, uh, hopefully talk to you again sometime, maybe around Christmas. That'll be fun. That'll be perfect. Let's do okay. it. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, everyone. We'd like to really thank Rebecca for coming on the podcast and talking with us. We had I had so much fun talking with her. Uh, let us know on Twitter or in the comment section what you think of all the different things we talked about, the different projects, different movies, different homework movies. Uh, let us know your thoughts. This was a really, really fun interview. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media on Round Tomatoes, on iTunes and YouTube. Uh, and then you can follow the podcast, Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all over social media on iTunes and on YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, if you can give us your ratings and reviews, we really appreciate it. And if you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate that as well. 
And if you're interested, please become a patron of the channel. This is how we're able to do these great interviews and give you the great content. And we give you early access to interviews, a lot of other fun stuff. So definitely consider becoming a patron. We'll have all the information for that in the description. So thanks so much. And we will talk to you all later. Bye.